1: As we record this, Shrove Tuesday, Mm. one of the most holy days of the year Mm. for Christian folk. We salute you. Commemorates the day when... One day, Jesus was walking along and he saw a little shrove and it was all cute and shivering there and just so uh, it was separated from its little shrove mom and dad. And he picked it up and then stroked it and rescued it Bless. and gave it some cheese. And it was all about how you should be kind to little shroves when you see them. And then mm. unfortunately, Judas got it and he wrapped it up in a pancake and ate it. And now Jesus was very mad at him, but very forgiving. Of course. This is the type of dude he was. As always. And. Um, and uh, every year we eat pancakes, but not Shroves, because we uh, we we commemorate the Shrove with the pancake, not by killing more Shroves. Yep. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But um, it's Shrove Tuesday today, mm. and then it'll be Ash Wednesday to tomorrow. Um, mm. I wish there, I wish there was a super week instead of having these. Uh, days with names, days of the week with names. I wish, wish they'd just put, do one super week every year. Mm. So you'd have like Manic Monday, uh, Shrove Tuesday, Ash Wednesday, mm. Maundy Thursday. I love Maundy Thursday. Good Friday, of course. You could yeah. Black Friday. Either is fine. Yeah. Uh, drive-in Saturday and then Ski Sunday. <laughs> Can you imagine what a week oh, that would be? We'd
0: look forward to that, wouldn't we? Yeah.
1: And uh, it's also Valentine's Day tomorrow. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know what to do whether to uh, give my wife a little kiss or whether to rush, rub ash on her forehead
0: <laughs> it's confusing it's very confusing so that's what you do, you
1: do the ash yeah, on the forehead the, isn't the it the
0: crucifix i think
1: What, do you you draw with it? Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 Yeah. X marks the spot. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: (laughs) For snipers. (laughs) Watch out, watch out tomorrow,
1: guys. Yeah, if you're a sniper, but your (laughs) little laser pointer target thing is is broken, Ash Wednesday is a a great day. I I hope there's not a spate of assassinations following us making light of that on this podcast. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? I
0: doubt it, I doubt it.
1: What if a you've just inspired a drifter to, to go on a shooting spree
0: uh, yes but also how many people do you see walking around with that ashy crucifix on their face
1: none none none, none. yeah none. Um, none but yeah Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday all on the same day um, it's Valentine's Day ever on a Saturday it feels like it never is it's never on a weekend and of course logically <laughs> it is because but it's it just, just yeah because it's because just, it's the just 14, a day that yeah. moves around but it just doesn't feel like it is ever on the weekend
0: yeah yeah, what are they doing? Are they doing something?
1: I don't know. Mm. I don't know. And what I don't want is you emailing in and saying it last fell on a Saturday no, in no, 20- no twenty no seventeen or whatever no. it would have been.
0: If we wanted to know, we could look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to know that. Yeah.
1: much. I was just I was just making uh, a humorous observation that it feels like Valentine's Day is one of those holidays that feels like a weekday.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: Yeah, I so agree. Yes. Um, uh, so, happy Valentine's Day to you. If you celebrate, Mm. you're not a big celebrator of the V-Day, are you? No, 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 no. You love VE Day and VJ Day, but oh, not the no. not the classic V Day. I'd
0: be very surprised to get a card tomorrow. Really? Very surprised. From a
1: secret admirer?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'd be dropped down dead surprised to get one from a secret admirer. I was talking about my partner.
1: What about an e-card? Would you be happy to get an oh, e-card? Furious.
0: If it was some secret admirer, yes. If it was from Tom, furious.
1: And if somebody wanted to send you an anonymous e-card, would they do it to the <laughs> helloadriftpodcast.com adri- ad- Yes. But they'd have to per- specify that it was for you, not me.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: which would make it less romantic, unless you could work it somehow into the old "roses are red" poem.
0: Mm. Hard to be anonymous as well, isn't it with an email? Yeah, well, I don't know. I fake don't know. addresses, yeah, not fake, but like you know, you could set up a yeah,
1: yeah, a, a range of email accounts oh. for your let
0: me know a lot about this no
1: no what it just made me think of so i i I do like to celebrate valentine's day Mm. i just like anything that gives a bit of shape to the year
0: i agree but anything to do with love i find a bit embarrassing
1: oh yes Mm, mm. but you know i'm a i'm a lover not a fighter you
0: are you're you're more romantic than me i am (laughs) much more
1: (laughs) Yes, yes yes um so so i do like to um i do like to celebrate it and Sarah made a comment a couple of weeks ago about if you want to get a really good Valentine's card, l- get get it now. Because in the in the couple of days before or the day of, the, the range of cards isn't as good.
0: She was giving you sort of a, a push along. No,
1: I, I was eavesdropping on her talking generally oh, about it. Okay, 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 okay. It wasn't a hint to me. Mm. Like, I've got bad cards and I need to up my card game. Yeah, yeah. So... I would say 10 days ago, I had been for a hospital appointment and I was walking along a street in London, in um, Clapton in London, Chatsworth Road it's called. And in recent years, this street has become very hip and there's lots of little boutiques in it. Mm. And as I was walking up there, I noticed a new coffee shop had opened. So I'm like nosing through the window and I see they've got really nice Valentine's cards in there. I thought I'm going to pop in and get myself a card. mm but I didn't really want a coffee, mm. and I felt strange going into a coffee shop and just buying a card. Did you? Yes, because I thought the cards were there as um, you know, in, in the same way they put things near the counter at the supermarket.
0: Right. But like you wouldn't go
1: to the supermarket for just some chewing gum.
0: Okay, okay, but you might. Have it's a like you impulse buy, yeah. and I think
1: that's what the cards were doing. So I think I should get something else, but I really don't want a drink. Have I just had a hot drink? And I see. On the counter, they've got these bags of artisanal snacks, so it's they're hard to describe, but imagine the poshest crisp packet you've ever seen, okay um only you know they're so posh that they're they're not just fried bits of potato, they're made out of actual things, so a lot of them are meaty things, but I see these sweet potato snacks. And um, they've got a little Swedish flag in the corner. Ooh, nice. It's good things come from Sweden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a nice, type, nice typeface. Mm. Uh, nice bit of design. The bag itself is in that colour millennial pink.
0: Okay, I'll have to look that up.
1: Very, uh, It's been a very cool colour this past decade That's
0: or so. A decade or so, <laughs> right, okay. I'll try and catch up soon. Yeah,
1: and, um, and I think I'm going to get myself a bag of those. So I get the card, take it to the counter, and then pick up a bag of these snacks as well. And they look so good that I just want to open them there or then, but that would look uncouth. So I think I'm going to wait until I'm a few metres away and then then open it up. So pay for these things, walk outside, uh, get the bag out. I'm looking at it and thinking, I can't wait to get stuck into those. As I go to open it, I realise I've bought dog snacks.
0: (gasps) No! They were all for dogs. Yeah. No.
1: But it says... Pet snacks in very small letters.
0: That's they tricked you. They did they trick me. They tricked you. They did trick me. Everyone's making that mistake
1: now because I was only a few meters away from the shop. Um, of course, it was very possible to just go back in and say, "Hi, I thought these were human. This was human food, but uh, I've accidentally bought pet food when I don't actually own a dog." It
0: was possible. Yeah,
1: but of course I didn't do that.
0: Obviously not.
1: Yeah. So, um, and I was very tempted to eat them.
0: Well, the thing is, I bet they were that kind of like. That dog food that's sort of human food.
1: Yeah, like it's
0: probably just sweet potatoes. Is that
1: a thing though? Dog food that's sort of human food. <laughs> yes. The sort of is doing a lot of work in that sentence <laughs> okay. as well, isn't it? Fair enough. So, um, so I, I didn't eat them, and I just left them in my tote bag mm. along with this card that I bought. And can I find it?
0: What the card?
1: The bag. Oh it? no, no. So it's somewhere. But I just live in a house full of tote bags.
0: You've only got like 12 hours until Valentine's Day. What well, do you do? So
1: I had a good look around for it earlier. Couldn't find it anyway, uh, anywhere, I should say. So I thought I'm going to have to go out and buy another Valentine's
0: Last card. Last minute? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So
1: straight away I'm thinking, well, the, the choice isn't, you know, it's going to be the slim pickings. Yeah. It's going to be the dregs. And I realise, oh, you're supposed to get one for your kid as well. Gina's is banging on about Valentine's Day constantly. Rosie, right been told at his school that it's not appropriate to ask other children to be your Valentine.
0: Oh, interesting. So
1: uh, he's channeling all that towards us. He wants us to have a romantic day tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I do think he's going to grow up to be like Timothy from Sorry.
0: Oh, that can only be a good thing as far as I'm concerned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I went out about four four this afternoon and I found a shop, found a couple of cards that I liked, took them to the counter, and I then thought, oh, this guy is going to think I'm a something up with me by two cards. Oh, that's so dodgy. Yes. I saw someone do that once. So dodgy. So I said to him, I said, uh, oh, just these, please. And um, uh, you don't need to worry, I'm not a philanderer. Um, one's for my wife and one's for my kid. And he just looked at me and went, yeah, a lot of people buy two cards. Oh. It was awful. I thought that was going to be a nice moment of connection.
0: Are you not really, really worried about the missing card with the like the dog snack in it that, that Sarah will probably find at some point and think you were having an affair with a dog owner, but then they dumped you at the last minute
1: because <laughs> I know that's what she's going to think. Well, it might keep her on toes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it's possible. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I, I've, I've ordered some flowers.
0: Oh, okay, to be delivered tomorrow. Yeah, yeah,
1: but because Jean wants us to have this day out, mm. I'm really nervous that we're not going to be at home.
0: Oh, and they can't really leave on the doorstep. No. And
1: when I felt, because I ordered them online so I didn't have to speak to a human. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and the only number it asked me to enter in was my number. Mm-hmm. So I'm really worried that what's going to happen tomorrow is I'm going to get a phone call in the middle of the day saying we're trying to deliver these flowers and then Sarah's going to overhear it and... Mm. Uh, it's terrible so She's going to think It's the me sending flowers To the dog snack person <laughs> <laughs> She's found She thinks she's found That card and destroyed it Maybe No Because no, no, she'd no. think It was for her No yeah, that hasn't happened Surely not Anyway um, Happy Ash Wednesday Yes Everybody Don't forget To give your loved one A little kiss And then smear some ash On their forehead Maybe at the same time mm. Maybe you could smear ash On your lips And then give them A nice kiss on the forehead Even better <laughs> All right, shall we hear from the drifters?
0: Let's. First one is from Splendid Baron Andrew. Towards the end of 2023, I posted a little roundup of the books I'd read that year on Instagram. While far from a viral sensation, this did seem to go down well and reach beyond my usual circle, to the point where a friend of a friend contacted me about it. They loved the list, the list of books that is, not Yomi Adagoki's debut novel, The List, which confusingly was on my list, and wondered if they could borrow one of the books at some point. Now, I was too ashamed why to say that the book in question was actually an audio book, but this was someone I very rarely see anyway, so I said yes, of course. however, they immediately followed this up with the fact that they were, we were both going to be at the same Christmas party later that week, so I could just bring it then while I had been invited to this party, I had been far from committed to attending, so what did I do? What could I do? I contacted them and told them I didn't actually own a physical copy of the book and might not be going to the party anyway. Just kidding. I went out and purchased a physical <laughs> copy of the book. Not only that, I made sure this brand new book appeared well-thumbed and dogged before I handed it to them at a party I had fully intended to avoid. Of course, that's what you did, Andrew, of course. And this is from Sarah. I live with my husband in Colchester. His family live in Shrewsbury and we'd visit once a year, each time debating whether we'd be happy closer to them and actually moving there instead. A few years ago, we took the plunge. One of his relatives had to move home quickly and needed someone at the house while it was on the market to be sold. So we packed up and moved in, thinking it would give us a chance to get to know more about the area and find somewhere for ourselves as this house was bigger than we needed. Fast forward through many viewings and while we'd obviously expected people to look around, the downside was the very pompous estate agent who'd arrive ahead of his clients each time. He'd bring the people inside and say, I'll leave you with the lady of the house and stand in the hall whilst I basically did his job for him. In my mind since, he's grown ever more pantomime villain, his striped suits covered by a black cape, his pointed shoes growing longer and longer at the toes and his curled moustache more and more waxed and twirly. He'd made a point of forgetting to remember where we were from each time and then comment, Oh, Colchester, isn't that near Peterborough or some such other random place miles away? Really, I have a terrible sense of direction and only recently found that Kent isn't above London and Cornwall underneath. I'd actually left a big gaping hole at the bottom left of the country. But surely (laughs) everyone has heard of Colchester, the Romans, Blur, Derma (laughs) O'Leary. One evening, geared up for the latest viewing, the doorbell rang and I opened the door to a smiling older chap in a woolly jumper. Confused for a moment, I asked if he was a client, but no, he was a different estate agent from the same firm. Much relief that I didn't have to deal with the pompous one that time. He made polite small talk while waiting for the viewers and happened to glance down and say, Oh, I like your slippers. The slippers were a Christmas present and our reindeers and are called Roo and Dolph. Thank you, I said. They're my favourites. They've even got names. He laughed and asked what the names were. I looked down and for that instant, my brain froze.
1: Oh, no. Total oh, blank.
0: No. Nothing. <laughs> His smile started to fall and a little seriously, he asked, is it a secret? Oh. Still-, <laughs> Still blank. No memory returned. I blurted out, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> clients arrived and the agent hadn't seen the house before me, Rue and Dolph had to shuffle around showing them all room by room. Of course, we moved back to Colchester and haven't been back to Shropshire since.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Mm. Um, any stories where your mind goes blank and words fail you? I think that that could be uh, oh. that that could be that that, that could be um, uh, some bounty there. There could be some bounty there for us, definitely, right? Definitely, definitely. Um, so, drifter stories where you just get completely lost for words. Maybe you forget the name,
0: and people try to help you out, like he did. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah.
1: Secret. I, I, I thought that was so socially competent. of <laughs> yes, him. Yes,
0: it was very sweet. Yeah. Very so, sweet. Uh,
1: so any of those, please. The email addresses. <laughs> Hello at adriftpodcast.com. Annabelle. Yes. It's going down on your substack.
0: Oh, thank you for asking. Well, it's out tomorrow, which is February the 14th. Ash Wednesday. 2024. So, <clears throat> as you know, I like to be very topical. So I'll be doing my piece all about Ash Wednesday. <laughs>
1: Are you doing Ash Wednesday? I am doing Ash Wednesday. Ah, that's how you knew a bit about it then before, isn't it? A little
0: bit, yes. And the week in general I might be touching on. You know, it's been Chinese New Year as well. Do you know what the year is? Year
1: of the Dragon, year yeah. Year of the
0: Dragon. Does that, for me, it feels like...
1: One of the good ones. Why it?
0: like it's one of the exciting ones because
1: I'm an ox and I think that's one of the bad ones what yeah. are you
0: Uh rabbit I mean that's embarrassing
1: so no I think rabbit's an okay one Gene is a monkey and he's like, oh, I don't like that. what? what's, what's wrong with one? you monkey and dragon uh, monkey and dragon are, are the ones you want to be right yeah
0: definitely yeah. yeah so I'll touch on that I think I'll maybe touch on uh, pancake day lent all the big stuff, basically. Didn't you? Uh, did you? Uh, was
1: involved with a man who was heavily into Lent?
0: Heavily, heavily, heavily into Lent. Yeah, would give up stuff every year. What did he give up? Alcohol, I think. I think. Yeah, he gave up alcohol every year. Yeah, so did,
1: did it to be annoying.
0: What to me? Yeah, I don't think that was the sole purpose. See,
1: it was the sole purpose of a lot of his uh, ac- actions, <laughs> from what I remember.
0: That's probably just what I've told you—a very filtered account.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so he was—he was originally uh, he, he was a religious gentleman. Mm. And you felt that he said grace when you made him a meal. Mm. You felt that he'd say grace and thank you to God just to spite you.
0: Because he wouldn't actually thank me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you look back and you think, why did I put up with that? No, I mean, there was lots of good things, obviously. You don't want to be bitter. No. No.
1: No. I do, though. (laughs) Uh, um, well that, that all sounds good So that'll be out tomorrow And if you type Annabelle Port into Google mm. Your Substack will come up If you type Annabelle Port into Substack It'll come up um, And uh, there's any number of things you can type in isn't Yeah, there? yeah Lots. Quite weird
0: Annabelle.port at Substack.com I think You'll come up then Yeah Bit weird, quite normal You'll f- you'll figure it out You'll work it out If not, just get in contact with me
1: Yeah mm. oh, I, I can uh, overhear my loud-voiced family Seeping through the non-soundproofed uh, door here. All right then. Um, do you have another way in which you are not a fully functioning adult?
0: I do. I had my hair cut last Friday. Thanks for noticing.
1: <laughs>
0: first time in eight months. Really? Yeah.
1: Has it stopped growing?
0: I, I did wonder because eight months. I didn't. I didn't feel like it had grown that much. I was quite shocked. Maybe it's age thing. Maybe your hair slows down a bit. I think that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. the first time I've noticed it. So after months of not really leaving the house, we've got this live show this Sunday. Mm -hmm. I'm also, I haven't told you this yet, I'm doing a talk on stage at the baby show a couple of weeks later. It's about baby products. So unless you're pregnant or have a baby, don't rush to buy tickets. Okay, okay. But if you are one of those, rush to buy tickets. So you're just going to
1: stand there and do a talk?
0: Well, me and someone else.
1: Well, a double act?
0: Yeah, double act, Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Is the other person a baby?
0: Yeah, they're a baby. (laughs) Looking forward to it. So I want to convey with my appearance something other than dishevelled and possibly unwell. I want to look groomed. Mm. The appointment was for last Friday at 4.30 p.m which was the only one at short notice that suited me but I hate having my hair cut on a Friday or Saturday late afternoon because they think you're doing it to go out that night and they ask where you're going and I have to say nowhere but I always <laughs> add I look nice on my sofa. It's my little line I always use. Good. Now the hairdressers I picked I've been to once before the last time eight months ago and I know there are lots of stressful things about going to the hairdressers and having your hair cut but I was actually looking forward to it for these reasons. One, I get to leave the house. Two, I get to have my hair washed by someone else and had my scalp massaged, And I've decided that I'm an eye-shut person. And now that I've decided that's who I am, I don't feel any stress anymore about what to do. That's great. Yeah. Also, when I was last there, the hairdresser who I'm going to again, she was very laid back and there was a little bit of small talk and what we had of it was interesting. For example, we discovered that we'd both fallen down the gap between the tube and the platform.
1: Oh, you both failed, yes, failed to mind the gap. Exactly.
0: And lastly, I kid myself that a haircut is the thing that's going to change everything about my appearance and I'm going to feel great about myself and I'm really excited about having this feeling. So I'm looking forward to it. As I'm about to leave the house for my 4.30 appointment, which has been in the shared calendar for a week, my partner Tom said, we'll be back by 5.30, won't you, as I've got a tennis match to get to. And obviously we can't leave our six-year-old child alone because it's against the law. Now, this has really annoyed me because it's a rare chance to leave the house and I want to enjoy it. And he has a tennis match, I would say, approximately twice a day. I mean, very (laughs) roughly that, or it seems that, and I'm not really exaggerating. And bearing in mind the hairdressers is a 10-minute walk away, that only gives me 50 minutes for my appointment, which is not enough. But I very begrudgingly agree to be back by 5.40 when I arrive at the salon It's very clear to me that my hairdresser is not ready. She's colouring someone's hair. And I just put those like tin foil bits on the roots. And she's only just started. I'd wanted to relax and feel like a girl about town and not someone who works in their bedroom all day and then (laughs) sleeps in their bedroom all night. So this is very stressful. By the time she comes over, it's 4.45pm. And I am not in a good place. While I greet her warmly, I think... I also think I too quickly start telling her about how stressed I am and how I need to leave by 5.30. I can see that now. But she's lovely and she says she's going to be as quick as she can. It's not ideal. And I'm also quite confused as to why I've allowed myself to have a rushed haircut so that Tom can get to a tennis match. And it's not like he's Andre Agassi. But I guess I'm just kind of a great gal. (laughs) I mentioned at the start that she'd cut my hair before and it was eight months ago. So, of course, she won't remember me and she absolutely doesn't. I could have nudged her with the tube gap thing, but I think it would have been too painful But <laughs> it still didn't trigger any memories. Now, one thing to say here, you remember Tom went bleach blonde at the very start of the year? Yes. Same hairdresser. Oh. There all day. So, what I do is I think I'll mention that. I tell her, oh, you actually did my partner's hair at the beginning of the year. And this was her reaction. Tom. Your partner is Tom? No, really? Honestly, it was like she could not conceive of us together. And it made me really worry that Tom, with his bleached blonde hair and the fact that he started wearing a lot of neon coloured clothes, what if people call us cray-cray and normcore behind our backs? <laughs> I'm so concerned that we're starting to look really mismatched, especially as I only ever wear black. And then she starts going, oh, Tom, he is so lovely. It took everything in me not to disagree, bearing in mind the <laughs> tennis situation, everything. And what's annoyed me the most is that when I last went, I gave her a very generous tip. I'd say it was 15% and you're only supposed to give 10%. And I was sure that Tom hadn't tipped at all because I know what it's like. And I asked him when he got home, nothing. He didn't tip her a penny. He was there all day and he's the lovely one. I tell you what, when Tom goes back there in eight months, I bet she remembers him. <laughs> But I'm also worried that when I go back in eight months, she will remember me as that stressy one who made her rush. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Something to find somewhere else, I suppose. But did he get to his tennis match on time?
0: Yes, he did. (laughs) You'll be glad to know.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite Oh, sad news this afternoon about Steve Wright, the yes, yes. radio DJ, who's died at the age of sixty-nine.
0: Yeah, really sad.
1: I um, when I was uh, fifteen, I had an after-school job, which then morphed into a summer job, um, in the school holidays, and it was in an a printers, and it was an awful, hard job around hot machines, and hard men. And I've told you about like, some of the terrible practical jokes that were b- 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 played on me at that time. It, it wasn't a nice job. And the radio was on all day. And honestly, the, th- the thing I remember is it's, it's like the day went on to fast forward when Steve Wright's show came on. You were oh. sort of counting uh, the hours until it came on. And when it came on, it just made everything go so much faster. And this was, I guess, before I was really interested in radio. And then when I started getting interested in radio, I used to listen to it quite obsessively because to try and figure out how he did it. And um, I I think, like the thing I always thought about him is the amount of invisible work that went into his shows, like the the way that they would be structured. And the way that I don't think he'd ever really lift the microphone without there being something. Because so much, I think before I listened to Steve Wright, the radio, there's people on the radio, I just thought of them as remember, it used to be continuity announcers on the TV mm-hmm. who would come on and just fill the gap between one program and another and say, coming up later on Granada, it's World in Action. But now Ken Barlow's World is in Action on Coronation Street. It's like a nothing. And I used to think people on the radio were like that until I heard Steve Wright. And, um, You know, even in recent years on Radio 2, it's one of those shows you'd switch it on. And um, it just, it was a mood. Like, so much of radio, I think, is about atmosphere. And he was really good at creating a mood and an atmosphere and just, like, packing his show with stuff but also like it was really crafted and, and there wasn't like a milligram of fat on it and and that was because my understanding of him is he, he was just obsessive like he was obsessive about radio like the, the i remember hearing that he would go on holiday and um rent a car like to america and just drive around listening to the radio. Oh. He was that obsessed with radio. Really? Wow. And and I know from like doing little bits of work at Radio Two, his show didn't come until two in the afternoon. But I think he'd be in at seven in the morning.
0: Oh, wow. And he'd
1: just be at the desk, you know, people would go out and like get him um food, um, sometimes like a clean shirt. I think he was in there all hours. And what I remember from when I did a few bits at Radio Two, there was this one studio, and I think it was just his. I don't think anybody used it apart from Steve Wright, and number one, it had a really strong smell of TCP because I think he had a, a tick. Yeah, you know, he was ob- obsessive about looking after um. his throat, so I think like all the time he was just gargling TCP. Very
0: strong smelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah really
1: yeah. strong smelling. And then there'd be um the little razor blades that you would use for editing in the old days. He'd, he'd still be using those, and he'd be like cutting out things from books and magazines, and it was just very like what he did was so dense. He was just like really obsessive about it. And I, th- I think he lived for it. And um, I was thinking about him earlier on and I, I don't think there is anybody in this country in our lifetimes who has had as much influence on what people on the radio sound like. Really? Do, do you know what I mean? So I think like people like Chris Evans were really influenced by Steve Wright and then people – I mean, I saw Danny Baker tweeting about him before, and you wouldn't necessarily draw the line between Steve Wright and Danny Baker, only but both of their shows were really, you know, packed full of stuff. Um, and I think that, that sort of – that that fun radio, as opposed to the John Peel type of radio, mm, where it's, mm. it's somebody who's really obsessive yeah. about the music, I think in terms of the, the fun radio, I can't think of anybody – who's had as big an influence on what it sounds like Mm. as Steve Mm. Wright. And, um, yeah, it's it's really sad news. It's no age 69. And, um, yeah, I I think I only met him, I think, once when we were waiting backstage somewhere to interview Paul McCartney. Yeah, I remember. And he came in, I remember being such a big personality. Mm. um, It almost felt like more of an event. Steve Wright work, walking in the room mm-hmm. than Paul McCartney because he, he sort of made an entrance, but I think that was about nervousness more than anything. Mm-hmm. I think he he was um, you know not a I think he lived for the job and wasn't a schmoozer right at all. So probably like if somebody's been that big in that environment, it's it's probably um, been a bit of a fish out of water, been a bit uncomfortable. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's really sad. And I. I've been amazed that you, you haven't been on social media today, but just everybody. Like everybody, people you would expect, people who are guests on his show, broadcasters, just everybody paying tribute to him. So I thought since we're um since we're here and we're talking, mm. I'd, I'd I'd mention it because I was, you know, as a, a huge admirer of his and as I say, I like obsessively studied how he put his programmes together when I was a teenager. But then <laughs> um I do think so I've seen a few people, like radio people, write on Twitter, oh, he was such an influence on me. And I always think it's weird when, like, if I come on here and say, oh, he's a big influence on me. Like, I didn't have a, a, the tenth of the career that he had, so <laughs> huh? Huh? it's not right. it's not an influence to me. You know, you, not big enough, you, Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, I wish he had more of an yeah, influence I think, I think when people say, oh, he's such a big influence on on me, you know, unless you're uh, Billy Conley talking about some comedian that no one's ever heard of or something, mm-hmm. it's it's a way of putting yourself at the center of it, yeah. thinking, Oh, the world just wouldn't have had me if it hadn't been for my influences. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that would have been fine, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, but yeah, I, w- I wanted to mention that. Um, what else do I want to mention? Oh, I waved at a dog yesterday. Okay. Now, it was a dog that was previously known to me.
0: Okay. And did you see it with its owner? No, trip? no. So here's here's what happened. Okay,
1: okay. I dropped Jean off at a holiday club and I was walking home, walked past our friend's house and their dog was sitting in the window. And I thought, should I wave or not? <laughs> because if I don't, then what if the dog thinks I'm snubbing it? Yeah, I'm
0: just ignoring. Yeah. Him. Why is he ignoring me? I know but, him.
1: But if I is do, does a dog understand what a wave is? <laughs> Because dogs, dogs don't wave.
0: Do they say it's the equivalent of a
1: waggy tail? I don't a waggy know. arm. Oh, he's wagging his arm at me. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea. Like, and I, I also said 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 her name, Bugsy. Hmm. I went Bugsy. But also, I'm on my own walking up a street. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. anybody, any um, anybody close by wouldn't realise that I'm looking at a dog in a window. So, I, I did it. Not very loud But then dogs do have Really good hearing Hearing don't they Excellent
0: hearing Yeah yeah
1: But is that Should you wave at a dog or not
0: It's such a good question Because I feel like You should to be polite Because otherwise You're just ignoring him or her Yes
1: If I see a dog Coming towards me mm. Either with or without Its owner Then I can do the big Arms outstretched, stretch come here when it's behind glass, mm. I'm just not sure what the dog etiquette is. Is it
0: OK? I'm trying to think that, like, what, what I'd want you to do to Rusty if you saw him through the glass. Yeah. I think I'd want you to uh, definitely smile. And...
1: You'd be upset if I didn't acknowledge him. If you
0: him, him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's just wrong, yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to do the wave.
1: OK, yeah, that's what I did.
0: Good, good. You did the right thing. Thank you.
1: <laughs> Quandary Corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic.
0: Right then. First one is from Teresa. We have a new supervisor at my office and he's trying to unite our four offices in two cities by having us engage in a birthday gift exchange. He wants us to write down on a list three favourite things and we each pick a name and we're responsible for buying that person a birthday gift when their birthday rolls around. I have several issues with this idea. We tried this with secret Santa gifts at Christmas. The price of those gifts was $50. That's US dollars. I mean, What were they thinking? I don't spend $50 on my twin sister, let alone on someone (laughs) I barely know who earns easily three times my salary. I've done secret Santas in other offices and the price limit was never so high. I don't make much of a salary and I think the boss would know that. I bowed out of the secret Santa rather awkwardly. A co-worker saw the shocked expression on my face and announced to the room, Teresa doesn't want to do it. Destroying my drifter soul as she did that. I explained that I'm poor, trying to laugh it off, but refused to participate and was pleased when my boss's boss commented on the high price tag. Now... If I participate in the birthday thing, which has a lower price tag, but it's still beyond my means at $30, there'll be talk about how I couldn't participate at Christmas and why can I now? Or maybe even people thinking I was lying and just didn't want to go along. If I do participate, there's every chance that I'll end up buying random gifts for people I don't know from some Mm. other office. No matter how I look at this, I'm doomed to be thought of as a stingy or antisocial or just no fun at all. I'm already looking for another job, but can't bank on that coming through either <laughs> before my own birthday or before the random person I'm going to have to buy a gift for if I participate in this. Help.
1: What a horrible situation to be in. Horrendous.
0: $30, $50. This is insanity. This does
1: sound like insanity. Um,
0: I mean, really, you just want to say... I don't want to participate, but it's not going to look good because you refuse to do the
1: Christmas one. It's that
0: they, shouldn't be put, they shouldn't be doing this. Can you go to HR? <laughs> I thought like that needs to be done.
1: Why don't you go and ask for a raise?
0: Oh, to cover yeah. the expenses.
1: Yeah. So calculate how much this and the Christmas is going to cost you.
0: I need, I need a raise of $80 a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus wrapping paper, yeah. sell a tape. Or better
1: still, better still, put it in as your expenses.
0: Oh, <gasps>
1: No. Yeah. No, you couldn't. Keep receipts, do that. submit it as an expense.
0: Wow. Love, Why not? Love to see you try. Why not? It's never going to get through. It's no. making a point, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure there's any answer to this.
1: I'm just going to ask an uncomfortable question. Mm. Are you tight?
0: I just think she doesn't have the money.
1: Well, that's what I'm not quite sure. Like, so firstly, I don't think you should have to spend your money on this, no. I think it's absurd. But I'm just wondering, like you're just saying, suck it up. Just so, no. I'm also saying, maybe take a look at yourself and ask if if you're tight. What about <laughs> you're not biting on this, are you? Absolutely not. What about
0: <laughs> when it's your turn to buy a present? Buy yeah. something so hideously, disgracefully, horrendously inappropriate that they have to that <laughs> that it casts a dark shadow over the whole affair and they have to cancel it quietly.
1: Hang on, is there a regifting solution to this? Go on. No, there isn't. Hang on. So, am I right in saying this? You, you have to buy three birthday gifts a year.
0: No, I think I think you just get randomly assigned somebody. Go yeah, on. Get, just, you, I get. I'm getting the impression. I don't know if I got this right. We yeah. each pick a names. So you're basically you're randomly assigned yeah. one person a year yeah. to buy a present for. Okay. Okay. And, and you have to spend thirty dollars. Oh, so. They say you've got to spend $30. They don't need to know. They're not saying you have to give a receipt with it. Go and buy something way cheaper and say it costs $30. Make something. Say it costs $30. I think you just need to be creative with this. Get something secondhand that was $30 but isn't anymore.
1: And is it the same person every year or do you get that person for a year? It's
0: just random each year, yeah. Right,
1: so here's what you do. The thing you got in the secret centre, you give it to the person the first year. Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll get a present yeah, in yeah, that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you give it to the, the next person that you're assigned the following year.
0: The only flaw in this is that they had to write down three of their favourite things. So you've got to buy them one of their favourite things. Oh, ignore that. Ignore it. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Completely sold. I'm very happy with that. Okay. Let's move on to Karen. I have recently been subjected to a spate of random strangers oversharing some surprisingly intimate details of their life with me and I'm wondering if you can give me some advice about how to deal with these situations. I think as drifters we can give off an energy that says, you can tell me anything and I won't judge you. But seriously, (laughs) you can't and I really often will. (laughs) I love that. The first instance happened last month at the hairdresser. My usual guy was on holiday and so I was getting my cut and colour done by someone who I hadn't met before but who had worked at the salon for a while. After some initial chat, she left me with some magazines while my colour set and I dug into Hello magazine, something I wouldn't normally read so I was looking forward to a treat. I couldn't believe how many royal family stories there were and commented on this to the hairdresser when she came back to wash off my colour. To my horror, this seemed to centre the message that I loved the rules, royals, I'm pretty ambivalent about them, and that she could freely share her, quite frankly, racist views on Meghan Markle. This was followed by more of the same kind of comments about I'm a celebrity and various other woke issues, as she phrased oh, it. No. I was a captive audience and she did have control over my hair. Oh, no. So rather than making it clear I didn't agree and that what she was saying was completely against all my views... Mm. I nodded politely Mm. and non-committally, booked another appointment, then cancelled it the next day and found another hairdresser in a different town. The second incident happened at a recent party. I was introduced to someone I'd not met before who initially seemed delightful, very chatty and funny and full of stories. This meant I could just nod and listen without worrying too much about what I should say. She was happy to talk. However... Within a few minutes of the usual niceties, how do you know the host, job talk, kids, etc., she felt she knew me well enough to very much overshare every detail of her personal life. Relationship problems, sexual partners, apps to use for no-string sex, how rubbish Viagra is. I was utterly horrified and wanted to run away screaming, what did I do? Once again, I nodded politely and smiled until I could edge away when another person joined the conversation. Finally, this week at my mum's care home, a new member of staff felt so at ease with me within two minutes. She was telling me about her divorce, online dating experiences, nipple piercings and many more intimate details. (laughs) What is going on? I do not need this information in my head. How can I politely shut down these conversations without being rude or at least stop giving off some kind of tell me everything vibes? I'm the kind of person who will end up talking to people on public transport because it's so awkward sitting on a long journey in silence and usually meet lovely people. But this is too much. Maybe I'm just getting too old and I'm not used to the level of sharing that now goes on. (coughs) I mean, I want to say quickly, apart from that first one. I'm a bit jealous and I want to get your vibes. Because I would love people to share that kind of stuff with me. I'm so bored of small talk. People got straight to the juicy stuff. I would be thrilled.
1: Yeah. But not
0: the first one, not the hairdresser.
1: No, 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 no. I mean, I, I've had that situation. And, you know, I'm sort of the same because I don't want to get into it. I also don't think. So I've got mixed opinions. Like, So I don't think anybody's mind has changed in that moment. By you sort of um, getting into it with them in, in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? I think probably there's a way you could approach it that asks a loads of questions like, hmm, why do you think that? And, but it would be exhausting. Yeah. But then you don't want to feel like a big sellout. I know. Or like you're spineless by not saying anything. So I've got two words for you, right? Okay. And I think... You'll, you'll be able to take these two words into the other situations as well. Ready, okay. for, ready for these words? Very, pained expression.
0: Ah.
1: Uh, so I, I, th- there is uh, somebody in my life who is an oversharer, and they're not an oversharer in the interesting way that I think both Annabelle and I have, uh, feel a bit jealous of. Right. It's it's that they don't understand what's an anecdote, and they spare me no detail of their life.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: What do I do? Pained expression.
0: Can you shame it to me?
1: Yeah, so start telling me something.
0: So when I went out, so I went down the street and I saw this box on the floor and I picked it up and it was empty. So what I did is I put it in the mm. bin and the bin was a little bit dirty, but oh God, but, oh, I'm yes. stopping. Yeah, yeah. And, but, and when you do that pained expression, what, what, what reaction that are you people getting? People
1: peter out quite quickly. <laughs> so, but so, they so, don't
0: say what's wrong. No, no
1: so I just go
0: uh, uh, (laughs) I love it
1: uh, yeah pained expression oh it's your friend when amongst the boring
0: okay a pained
1: expression so you're there
0: and you're not actually saying anything but your face is telling another story exactly but you can deny it yes oh I like it yeah the pained expression I can't wait to go home and practice mine I'm excited well I'm sure you'll have a lot of use for it
1: (laughs) Uh, uh good. Have we solved that? Yes. Then uh, then send us your quandary, please. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. and that was our podcast thank you very much for listening um, we want your stories please anything where words fail you is good completely forgetting what uh, something or someone is called but just at any social uh, in- interaction gone awry that's what we uh, that's what we want here please it's hello at adriftpodcast.com thanks to Man and the Echo for the back of music and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music Kim Rainey designed our artwork Carla Gowlett Took photos, and we will see you for episode three hundred live on Sunday. Partication time. And look who's emailed in. It's John Gunn. Uh, recent, uh, Recently celebrated uh, 60th. Yeah, that was
0: last week, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was,
1: yeah. Uh, he says, hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for publication on today's cast. What a wonderful surprise. Our kids make us so proud. Proud. Proud isn't the word. There's a name, <laughs> Dave Prowse. Of course, the Green Cross Code man inside uh, Darth Vader. But otherwise, no, no need to ever say Prowse. Don't know why it fell out of my mouth. Weird. Says our kids make us so proud. Hannah has recovered well from the unauthorised muffin dipping incident at uni a few years Mm -hmm. back. You may or may not remember. Mm -hmm. Um, What Hannah doesn't know is that we have tickets for the live show, including one for her, which she will receive for her birthday next Saturday, the 17th.
0: Oh, She's going to have to do that thing on her
1: face where she says, oh,
0: thanks. No, she wants to go. I'm sure of it. It's a lovely surprise, I hope.
1: Uh, Hannah had a struggle during the first few months of her life, but was always such a happy girl. She spread joy to all. She's grown up fit and strong and has worked so hard through her academic years. And she is now an ecologist doing her best to look after the environment and things living in it. What a thing to devote your life to. Makes me full of regret when I read something like that. Mm.
0: Um, I makes it full of self-loathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. what am I doing? What am I doing? And then just oh. sadness at the choices you made. Mm, yeah. But here we are. Yeah. Um, she's not averse to donning a big pair of gloves and handling an adder or driving a bucket full of slow worms from an area of peril to a safe haven. Rescuing worms. That's nice. That's what I wish I was doing. No. But I'm not outdoorsy. No. Um, I occasionally listened to the podcastion Hannah referred to for my 50th on The Hometime Show. It included things like Pipes the Ghost moving bins in the night. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I miss Pipes.
1: Oh. Uh, I also remember painting ceilings late into the night when my wife and kids were away for a few days 20 years ago listening to Drunk versus Stone. <laughs> it's been a while. Good to have you around entertaining us. It's... Um, you know, when you put it like that, it's not a bad way to spend a night. A <laughs> life, is it? I mean, I it's no There uh, is no handling adders, but no. you know, there is something to it. Yeah. Um. Looking forward to the next ten years, and looking forward to seeing you on the 18th in fashionable mm. Shoreditch. Mm. Very best wishes, John Gunn, aka Mighty Count. This will be. Here is what I want to say. Here is what I want to say about uh, Sunday to John, Hannah, anyone who's coming. If you want to have a chat. I, w- I would love that. I'm sure Annabelle would as well. Yeah. And it might be a bit awkward because we are awkward people. Mm-hmm. But that's not to say that we, we wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. If you don't want, if you just want to head down, get out. If you think, I don't want to get into that situation, yeah, yeah, as much, that, that's fine as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't feel as if you have to speak to us. No, no. But if you want to. It'd be nice. You know, don't go thinking, oh, I shouldn't speak to them. Because it, it it will only be nice for us.
0: Here's the deal. Yeah. We want to speak to you, every yeah. single one. But yeah. if you don't want to speak to us, we don't care.
1: Yeah, it's, that's not, exactly No, it. not
0: even don't care. We understand. Yes, 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 yes exactly yes, that.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you do speak to us and it's underwhelming. Yeah. that You know, the, every, every interaction with us runs that risk.
0: Can I ask one thing that yeah. no one does a pained expression at me? <laughs> please. Because I'm going to pick up very quickly on that. Please, I'll, no I'll have one. to be
1: careful not to do my pained expression. <laughs>
0: you won't need to. No one do one to me, please. I'll be very sensitive about that.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I just, just wanted to get that out of the way. And there we go, John. I'm thrilled that you had a good birthday. I'm uh, thrilled that you're coming along with Hannah too. And if um, if you would like a podcast, then email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. Great. Right. Planning for your next trip?